0: You Is man. it true? Like uh, he said, Like uh, the I thought that when he proposed me, I thought, uh, oh, we're going to get married in a couple months later, right. you know. But uh, he said, oh, in America, we have to wait one year <laughs> for, you know. <laughs> Is yeah, that sounds true? Like t-
1: sounds like a Tom rule to me. <laughs> <laughs> both of you for coming here this morning, or afternoon actually. It's afternoon now, and I want to thank you. I met you as you were coming through the club because you're thinking about becoming members, and we couldn't have a better set of members. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So let's start off this way. I usually ask everyone where they were born. You can go in any order you'd like, so I'll start off with Kuzway. way.
0: Yes, uh, <laughs> I was born and grew up in the Kansai area, it's a uh, Hyogo prefecture, but everybody think, you know, Hyogo equal Kobe, but like I grew up, I was born and grew up in a small, small town. How far, how far from Kobe is it? Ah, uh, maybe two hours two by hours. car, yeah, so mm-hmm. more uh, closer to the uh, north.
1: North side, okay. Yeah, north
0: side, the Japanese sea. Right. Because
1: mm-hmm. Kobe, I have a good friend that lives in Kobe.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. It's a beautiful, like it a nice
1: city.
0: It's so nice.
1: Yeah. So, you little town, what was it famous for?
0: Uh, have you ever heard of the Tajima beef?
1: Tajima beef, yeah. yes, I have, as a matter of fact.
0: Tajima beef is like the root of Kobe, Kobe beef. Kobe beef,
1: yes. Yes,
0: and uh, Tajima beef is so famous in there. Right. And my grandfather had a farm. So, you the moved the around a
1: lot of cattle and stuff? Yes,
0: yes, yes. Really? Yeah, yeah. So sometimes when I was a little, like, uh, you know, I went to the mountain and uh, take care of cow too with, uh, you know, with the, uh, my grandparents. Is that right? Yes, yes. So and
1: your father had to work the farm too? Your father no, my
0: father had their own different job working in a company. Okay. But uh, my mom's uh, parents right. had the farm, right. so my mom grew up with a cow, so she cannot eat uh, any meat. Oh. Because she feels bad. Because <laughs> she, she
1: she would name them, right?
0: Yeah, but yes, it is. <laughs> Make them pet, she so. she did, but I love Tajima beef, and yeah. love, he loves Tajima beef
1: too. <laughs> so you're not a vegetarian. That's good. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> so when you grew, So what are some of your memories as a little girl when mm-hmm. you were growing up there? What are some of the memories? Some of your fond memories?
0: Ah, yeah, like uh, the you know back then we didn't have any like a uh, cell phone or. Video game, right? right so right. I just like with the friends jump into the river, on the swim, and uh, landing on the mountain, and uh, picking the. Have you ever heard the matsutake mushroom? Mas- yeah, of course. Yeah, matsutake mushroom. Um, but you knew
1: which was which, because yes, you could get, of right.
0: course, you know I know, I know, I grew up with that. Right, right, right. Yeah, so I just grew up in the nature.
1: Really? Were yeah. you not afraid of bugs?
0: No, like, never, see, never, never. And as you know, as he knows, like I'm super handy because I grew up, you know, everything we have, you know, I needed to create by myself. So right. I'm very handy, and uh, yeah. So, but I was a kid uh, who was dreaming to live in the city, and uh, who was dreaming to live in the overseas, you know, overseas. You was know,
1: it in that order. So when you city, you didn't want to like go to Tokyo.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah I, oh, I was you? yeah I wanted to go to Tokyo but more than that I wanted to live in the overseas
1: Where overseas
0: you know I, you know I didn't know that many countries right. so everything like overseas equal America for okay, <laughs> right, me back right, then okay, right. Yeah so the, you know and uh, I never traveled to overseas back then but, but in high school we had the extended student okay. and uh, I took exam and I got selected, and I went to Australia to study a little bit. For yeah. oh, no. uh, For six months. Six months? Yeah, but everything, uh, Hyogo prefecture, the government, took care of me, so I didn't need to pay anything, and I could stay in the Australian family's house. And I was in high school, but somehow I needed to go to the middle school, so I, sc- I studied in the middle school there.
1: But wait, did you speak any English before you went? Is ah, that how you went?
0: No, not that much.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But like I am I was not afraid to talk. So even make a mistake, that's fine. So I just talk, talk, talk. And I wanted to make a friend in there.
1: So as soon as you went there, you were just... But you were a little kincho, right? Weren't you,
0: uh, to go? Mm, you Were well, you a
1: little nervous at first to go?
0: Ah, no, n- no at all. I was just excited. To go there and uh, study in there, and uh, okay. wanted to know about the culture there. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I w- I went to Australia, oh my God, it was everything totally different with my country, you know. Town. Wait, wait.
1: What would you notice that was different, first of all?
0: The, um, for example, house. Okay. You know, like everybody keep wearing the shoes and <laughs> you know. so, so what did you
1: think? What did you think when you saw that?
0: I thought that it's a nice You
1: didn't think nice. No. no,
0: I didn't think like that. Like the, you know, I grew up with the, with the tatami room yeah. and you know, but I thought oh my god, like I had you know, that house, you know, the my host family had the house on the hill and it had the huge windows and the coussy You know, until the, you know, too far away and uh, I thought, oh my gosh, it's beautiful and, uh, you know, everything different and uh, even the, uh, you know, the dinner they make, Mm -hmm. you know, of course they don't make white rice and all like uh, the bread and the meat, chicken, you know, it was a simple food, but it was something different for me.
1: And you enjoyed every bit of it.
0: I enjoy so much. Yeah. I wanted to stay there forever. <laughs> so Tom, yeah. where were you
2: born? I was born in Massachusetts. Massachusetts, okay. Yep, in the suburb of Boston. Right. And um, yeah, grew up there. Very sort of traditional American upbringing, you know, sports and uh, celebrating all the holidays, 4th of July, Christmas had a had a wonderful wonderful childhood. So I was extremely lucky I had two really devoted and loving parents that just were focused on their children. And um, but I, one of the highlights probably in my childhood was that I was I was a big baseball player. My dad loved baseball, so I I got his influence and I played little league and I was very much into it. And Coincidentally, one boy on my team, which I didn't... I had played baseball with him for a few seasons, didn't really know him too, too well, but by the second or third season, we became quite friendly. And it turned out that his father was the vice president of security at Fenway Park. And so what happened was, My friend started to invite, we became closer um, over time, and then he started to invite me into the Fenway Park, into the Red Sox games. And we would go in and we would sit up with his dad and we would overlook the crowd. And he had his walkie-talkie and his father would direct the security guards. But where his father was, his father was also part of the management of Fenway Park. And as a result, he knew all the owners. And so we would go up and we would meet the owners of the Red Sox. We would meet other uh, ex-professional MLB players that were, you know, maybe retired and were still with opposing teams with the management and the owners. So I had this childhood where I met all of these professional baseball players. And then we would go after the games, we would go into the clubhouse of the Red Sox. And the very first, I'll never forget the first time I went in there, I met Jim Rice and Carl Yastrzemski and Carlton Fisk and Dwight Evans. And I'll never forget one funny story with that was that I entered... These were all my heroes as a little boy. And I entered into the clubhouse the first time after the game. And I was was getting their autograph. And I went over to Carl Yastrzemski, who is a very, very well-known baseball player. He was an MVP superstar. And I was in shock because when I first saw him in the clubhouse, he had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. (laughs) I didn't know baseball players smoked cigarettes. And he became a real person to me at that time. But I did that for, gosh, probably about five or six years, uh, maybe seven years of my childhood. What age were you?
1: you I think
2: I first started, my met my friend, and probably started going in regularly into Fenway. From eight years old I would say so from 8 to like 12 Mm -hmm. 12 to 13 um, My regular routine in the summertime was a Saturday or Sunday I would go to my friend's house we would all drive in and We would watch the game and meet all these you know all these celebrities and players and owners so yeah, so my childhood was somewhat baseball centric, but um, It was ideal. Did you ever think that you wanted to become a ball player? I did I did and I I was okay. I was really never very good, Lance, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And I started, at that time, my sister was a cheerleader. She was four years older than me, and she was a cheerleader for a school, and there was a boy playing in the school who was a basketball player, who was unbelievable. He was a fantastic athlete, fantastic basketball player. And I would go, and I would go to the games, and I saw this, this fellow playing basketball and I said, oh my God, he was he was incredible and it really impacted me. And even though I grew up with a big, big baseball influence, all of a sudden, as I started to get a little bit older, I got more interested in basketball because this player was really cool. The way he walked, the way he talked, the way he played, he had some swagger and, and for a, a little boy, I, I thought, wow, this, this guy's cool. And so I started to pick up the basketball and I would, copy every move that he made and do everything that he did. And I did that for about two or three years and then sure enough, I actually started to get pretty good at basketball. And while I was playing and getting better, so wasn't this fellow. And he ended up getting a college scholarship to Boston College and he played four years there and then I started, he was he was five years older than me. So we were always, I was always trying to catch him. And I went from junior high to high school and he was in college and I went to all of his games. And then after college he went to the NBA and he played thir- 13, 14 years uh, in the NBA. And so I really look back at my life and especially the, my early years and it was just uh, fantastic in, in terms of sports and the influence and the people I ha- that I met through the sports. So um, I was very, very lucky. That's good. Now how did you two meet?
0: We met in the uh, same company. We work in the mm-hmm. same company. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, here in Japan or in here, the States?
0: Here in Japan. Uh, have you ever heard of Fidelity Investment?
1: No, yes. Of <laughs> course I have. <heard>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, he worked in uh, Fidelity Boston Okay. back then, but he really loved Japan, so he wanted to come to Japan in 2001, I think. And also, I worked in Canada back then, but I came back to Japan two thousand and one and I got job in Fidelity.
1: Okay, so you guys were sitting at the same table or something, desk or what?
0: No Come no on, how did you <laughs> <laughs> uh you know, I joined to Fidelity as an administrator okay. and then like uh, he joined to the company, and I needed to take uh, his picture for the i d batch
1: and, and get you something
0: <laughs> no. It's opposite actually. Like, I said, in Japan, like, the, have, you know, have you ever heard a uh, Tamagogata mm-hmm. face, right. egg-shaped face? It's kind of good meaning. Yes. So I took his picture and I said, oh, wow, you have an egg-shaped face. <laughs> <laughs> I said in a good meaning.
1: What did you think, Tom? What were you thinking at that time?
2: Um, I didn't view that as a compliment, right, you coming you from egg, Boston, an egghead, an, egghead, yes. right, an egghead, yes, so I was, I took it more of that, <laughs> and I thought, God, this girl is so rude, I can't, I can't did believe, you, did you
1: show it in your face, did you show it in your face? I went
2: very quiet from what I remember, yeah. and I just walked out, and oh, I was, I was burning up inside. the The steam was getting <laughs> ready to come out of my ears. But what um, were your
1: jobs? What were your jobs with the company at the time?
2: You
0: were an uh, analyst. Yeah. Uh, no. 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 I joined to administrator,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then later on, I became a compliance officer. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and uh,
2: at, yeah, at that time, I got transferred over um, into the trading. I was in the trading department at Fidelity. Okay. okay. And so that's how. So, when,
1: when you were in school, both of you in your school, both of you graduated from college. Mm-hmm. Did, were you in? Fine, did you study finance?
0: No, actually, I went to uh, education university. So, ninety percent of students have you know become a teacher. You have to be kind of teachers, but um, you know, the my mom always say like, oh, I wish you a boy, you know. Because I was too um, ambitious, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to challenge and I wanted to see what I can do. And uh, back then I was young and uh, for me I thought, like, oh, if I become a teacher, maybe every year maybe my salary going to go up a little bit and a little bit, you know, and uh, maybe Maybe I don't know like I thought like I cannot challenge it that much. I, I have uh, no idea. And the plus, you know, in high school I went to Australia, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought that oh my god, I, I want to walk in overseas.
1: Okay.
0: Yes, yeah, so I Did you wa- want to have
1: a home like they had in Australia? Were you looking at the home? Did you have material mm-hmm. desires? Things that you wanted materially?
0: Like? Back then I didn't know. I didn't know like what I wanted to do but anything you know anything okay you know i just wanted to walk in overseas okay. i i didn't have any you know dream dream back then but i just wanted to walk in overseas
1: Tom, right? when you were so when you were a kid, when you were going through college did you have any aspirations as to work in finance is that what you were planning it,
2: very interesting i actually th- um, the same boy that was on my baseball team Um, who I sort of looked up to, even though we were the same age, he, as I mentioned, his father was in this red, the world of the Red Sox. And he, even though we were the same age, he had more life experience than me. And I always thought, gosh, he was always, he had, he seemed so worldly to me. And one day during the summertime, he came over my house and we were going to go fishing and he came over, it was early morning and You know, he came to our breakfast table and there was the newspaper and the only newspaper that I had ever read before really was the sports section. And here's my friend comes over and we're sitting around the table and he picked up the business section. And I I thought, what's he picking up the business section for? And then he flipped over and then there was this one page and it looked like Chinese writing to me. And it was the stock market page. How old was he at this time? We were probably 10 or 11. And and it was a very, at that time, um, I mean, I knew nothing about stocks or the stock market or anything. And I thought and I thought to myself, I said, gosh, I said, this guy knows more about everything than me. And it, it was a cathartic moment, believe it or not, even though I was a little boy, you know, 10, 11, 12. And I thought, no, I have to learn about this. And it just, I just got this bug because it was, maybe it was a competition thing mm-hmm. or there was something inside of me that said, so Did you go to your dad? How'd you, how'd you get started then? Well, that, you just- that, yeah. was, that was the issue was that nobody I knew knew anything about stocks or the stock market. And so I had to sort of put that on the back burner for a couple of years until in junior high school, I had a basketball coach. Who was a great guy, and after I finished playing for him, we maintained a friendship, and I realized he knew about the stock market. So I had my connection now, and I picked his brain every possible day that I could. It was just—I bet incredible. he loved
1: it as much as you did. I think he did, because nobody was looking talking about it. People love to tell people about what they know, isn't that true? Especially and when it, it's something like that that most people don't get into. My so you did that for years and years and years. So when you went to college, you already knew you were going to go into finance.
2: I was very focused. I really did. I, I was I was very rare in that I knew that I wanted to get into that in some form. And
1: when did you get your first stock?
2: I was fourteen. It was I was a it was the summer before my sophomore year. Um, my mother. I said to my mother. I said, Mom. I said, We have to go into Boston. And she looked at me and she said, My mom was a dance teacher. And she said, Why do we have to go into Boston? I said, I have to open up a brokerage account. And she had no (laughs) idea what a brokerage account was. (laughs) And so we did. So we, we went into Boston and we went into a discount brokerage firm. And back then, if you wanted to buy 10 shares of a stock, the commission was about $75. $75 75 to 100 dollars somewhere in that range. I mean it was quite expensive. And I had three stocks that I bought and just tiny tiny little pieces of them, you know, 10 shares of this, 5 shares of this, but that was what I what I did. And my mom had to sign as sort of the guardian of the account basically that she gave it the okay, but I could call and I could make the decisions. And I think she she told me afterwards years later how she just it she got the biggest kick out of that. And then afterwards we went for lunch together. So it was it was like a little date after the brokerage account. Your
1: dad? He didn't he just just do what you want with the boy. Yeah,
2: my yeah, my I think my my dad was um probably shaking his head and saying, What who where did we get this kid from? Stocks and the stock market. But he he enjoyed my discovery of of the stock market because He grew up in New York City and he had seen all the wealthy guys and had always sort of admired them and and thought, gosh, wouldn't it be great to one day, you know, be a Wall Street guy. So he had an idealized version or image, I should say, of the industry and of that as a profession. So he didn't certainly didn't stop me from chasing that uh, that that dream.
1: That's good. Mm -hmm. So did you you get you didn't get involved in finance at all like that?
0: Yeah, it's not like a, that, you know, it's shame to say, but I was not interested interest in about finance
1: at all. How did you get into what you're in now, which is real estate?
0: Yes, that's my passion. Like I know a, that. Yeah, like, a, the, oh my God. Like a, I, That's why, because of the experience working in finance, I didn't have a, any passion. But I realized after I started to work in there, like, I thought, like a, oh my God, money is good. You know, you mean but the habit,
1: the habit, or what do you mean?
0: To to have a that, uh, have a job in finance. Right. Okay. Money is not bad. It's good. You know, and then so I was just kind of lazy. Just keep walking, and all oh, money come. You know, just keep walking, and the money comes. And uh, but I I don't like this kind of the job. I'm not interested about this, but I couldn't stop walking because you know I didn't have any other job experience and uh, then plus if you compare okay I work eight hours in this company and this company the money is this much different and uh, which you wanna take (laughs) right? So
1: especially when you didn't care about either one
0: yeah so that's why I thought like oh you know it's comfortable so I work in finance but realized like uh, the, I become a forty-seven this year. But like uh, the, after forty years, I started to feel like, uh, the, oh my God, I, I'm getting old, and uh, do I dig? Let's, you know.
1: How many years were you in finance?
0: I don't know how many years. Wait,
1: so forty-seven.
0: Twelve years or something. 15. So like, you started 15, in your. Living. Fifteen years or something.
1: So you started in your thirties. Yes, in uh,
0: I started to work twenty-five in finance.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Something like that.
1: Okay. And then, so you liked it. How did you transfer from that into what you're doing now?
0: Yes, because I realized I'm getting old. Plus, my mom got sick Mm -hmm. last year. And then I realized, oh my gosh, like, uh, you know, life is short. So, if so, I should do something I really love. And uh, we have uh, investment property in America, and I love you know searching new properties and think about uh, you know house and the residence and also I love uh, helping people so uh, even in Tokyo like I always make a friend in the same apartment and if they are non-Japanese sometimes they ask me help and then I always help them of course with no money.
1: You're talking about help them find properties.
0: Anything. Like, if like they anything? had a tax, yeah. If they had a tax issue, I oh, help task? them. Oh, I like for example, oh, they need a dog seater I help. Like anything. Oh, anything if anything. they had a trouble, they yeah. cannot speak Japanese, and they if they had a trouble to find something or you yeah, said. you know, and they don't have a family here, right? Mm-hmm. So I always help them as a friend. And uh, then like, uh, the, you know, during that time, I was helping people, you know, friends, and uh, plus I really loved the real estate, you know, the business. But
1: how would you, wait, it's because of the investment properties you guys have?
0: Mm-hmm. Is
1: it was just one investment property that you have? M- we have m- more than one. Okay, so you have several that you've gone in together to get. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're managing them, or you're managing them. Who's managing them? Uh, we have a company. That you have manage. a that mm-hmm. yep. But you like to look at them, or what? I, don't, I mean, I don't quite yeah. understand. What made you decide to do?
0: Always, you know, loves looking for that new property to invest. Okay. But also, I always look, you know, any like property in Japan too you know Do you have for investment here Do you have properties here yet? actually we don't have yet. But you're
1: going too soon <laughs> okay
0: no. <laughs> no and then one year like we decide like oh we should buy the house and then i call couple uh realtors and i realize oh my gosh their service is awful and then oh my god like uh, I, i'm not mean person but uh, naturally i thought, like uh, i don't have experience but I think I can do <laughs> much better than them. You know, yeah, <laughs> it is crazy. No, that's beautiful. That's but how it starts. Yeah, yeah. but I naturally, I'm, um, you know, naturally felt that, and I couldn't stop thinking about, oh my God, they should do this, they should do that. So, People what were you thinking
1: that? at that time, Tom, when she was thinking that way?
2: I, I totally supported her because we, we would chat mm. after we mm. would go out with a realtor, and I'd say, can you believe that? You know, the realtor didn't talk to us for five minutes. But this is in Japan. In Japan. Okay, okay. And, you know, and I don't know if it was cultural or just lack of training. And we would just say, gosh, you know, the, the, the realtor just totally neglected us. And... Didn't Because you're
1: looking for investment properties at this time.
2: We were looking, actually, we, I think oh, at that yeah. time we were looking for even for a place you to live. stay, okay. Yeah.
1: But just the way they were treating you. And mm-hmm. it was,
2: yes, we were really like felt neglected or, you know, they, we felt sometimes they would say something inappropriate or didn't, mm-hmm. it was just not a good interaction. Mm-hmm. And we would, and I'd say to her, and then one time Cosway said, geez, you know, I think I could do it. And I said, you definitely could do it. And, and you were? And it, <laughs> it sparked something there, I think. Yes. And uh,
0: he knows my personality. If I think something like I want to do, that's rare. And uh, if I say that, I really want to do. So wow. he understood like, how much I have a passion for this job. How long have
1: you, wait, from, from the video I saw, it was six months then. So are you eight months now mm-hmm. into it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, it's about the now ten months. Ten months, oh, 10 okay.
1: Because that's the time. I think there's a little lag 10, time. Yeah,
0: yeah, about the 10, Less 10 than months. ten months, but. Uh, and
1: you already have commercial properties you've worked mm-hmm, on. Yes. You've done a lot of individual homes you've mm-hmm. worked on.
0: Yes. And are I, these
1: all with foreigners?
0: Ninety percent mm-hmm. of my clients are foreigner, mm-hmm. because I think Japanese people know mm-hmm. only Japanese realtors' services, but. Non-Japanese people knows like a uh, agent service. Like I'm a, uh, invest, uh, a real estate agent, mm-hmm. no employee of co- company, so right. I don't get any salary. Right. But for example, in America, there are lots of agent, right? right. And uh, they are individual owner, but they belong to some real estate company. Right. So right. they really like a. Uh, take time for you and they take care of you like a friend. Of course. So that's what I'm doing in here. You know, uh, if somebody come up to me, I feel like I'm a friend of them. And uh, as a friend, of course, I want to introduce great property, right. you know, and uh, you know, na- uh, like uh, the, even the price. I want to negotiate for them and uh, I just want them to be happy. You know, not thinking about that, just close a deal, close a deal, mm-hmm. close a deal. More, I just want them to be happy. Mm-hmm. That's my business style.
1: That is yeah. so good. That's so good. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the company that you're...
0: Uh, I belong to Keller Williams. Keller Williams. Williams. It's yeah. an American company. Mm-hmm. But like I jo- uh, my branch is Kelly, Keller Williams as AZ. Okay. Yeah, and Akela uh, William from Austria had,
1: for Austria? No, as actually is, as is, is
0: like the because they, they are the head to t- Yeah, like uh, Keller William came to Japan and it's kind of franchising and uh, one company named Az planning company they do uh, how to say like a whole building
2: investment, investment properties, properties.
0: Mm-hmm. and uh, they decide to buy the franchise. Uh, from the K.R. Williams and they open the branch and I belong to there I see. Yeah, but mm-hmm. like I belong to there, but I'm an individual uh, business owner right. mm-hmm.
1: yeah, That is so so nice. Mm-hmm. So, tell me, so you being the backbone in a way Supporting the whole thing. So you have your properties in the States You have your wife here now in the investment business I mean real estate business mm-hmm. and you're doing your business with can you say your company name? Okay, you sure, no problem, Mitsubishi. Sure. Yep. Mitsubishi. Yep. Morgan Stanley. Yep. And your job there is?
2: I work in the equity sales trading division. Okay. So I have, it's, it's somewhat similar in a way to private client management. I have a group of clients that I service and I speak to them on a daily basis and we do business together where they will give us uh, trades in japanese equities and i will help them execute those trades
1: uh-huh. now did, were you given a set of clients when you came here or did you come over with your clients already
2: um i was given some clients mm-hmm. and i inherited some clients and i found some clients on my own probably maybe a third a third a third i see, I see, I see.
1: so what are your plans together let's say for the foreseeable future as a team because you are a team <laughs> The yeah, oh, no. w- oh mm-hmm. in case people didn't get it, you're a husband and wife. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been Maybe for the brother and how the sister. <laughs> how, how long have you been? It's possible dark hair. <laughs> All right. so, so you've been married for how long?
0: Go ahead. Married, uh, you know, it will be 17th. 17, so so 17. But
1: you've known each other for...
0: Twin uh, yeah, yeah no. but two from two thousand and one. So I don't know so how many I not calculate. Yeah, okay. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. it's so
1: a long time before you decided to get married, then you got
2: married. Mm-hmm. Well we were just sort of acquaintances in the very beginning. Yes. Yeah. After uh, we met in the company and, and uh, he
0: hated me. So <laughs> yeah, it goes over the egg yeah. him, <laughs> him, he, <called>
2: him
1: <laughs> him, he didn't like that. And you think it all the time so it's a big misunderstanding. <laughs> Interesting. And yeah. then did you date for a long time before you got married? We we dated probably for about two maybe two,
2: two years. years. I guess one mm. one year of dating and one year of like engagement, engagement. Um, yeah. and then we got yeah. We is, got is it
0: true? Like uh, he said. Like uh, the I thought that when he proposed me, I thought that oh we're gonna get married in couple months later. Right. You know. But uh, he said, Oh, in America, we have to wait one year for, you know. <laughs> Is that that sounds, true? Like a t- sounds
2: like a Tom rule to me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: to me. I don't know. I remember <laughs> <have> tormenting
2: <laughs> myself at the time <laughs> a little bit, so. Uh. He's Miss Patty, he's just yeah. making sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's making sure. Says, yeah, that's
1: funny <laughs> There's a question I ask everyone, usually at the end of the podcast, mm-hmm. I get around the end, because you have a very good, and I have a feeling I'm going to do more of this. We're going to have more than one podcast. We're going to do it a couple of times. What do you consider a good life in Japan to be? Mm-hmm. You can answer that any way, any order, together.
2: <laughs> well, I, I think for me it's, it's being able to be happy in, in a, your country of living in Japan. It, this is an adopted country for me and it, it is being able to be comfortable here to understand the pros of Japan things that you might not really like but when you have that focus on the good things. Focus on the things that are good that you do enjoy Mm -hmm. and you know occasionally the things that you don't like might pop up from time to time and you can't eliminate that completely but you just sort of go roll with it, take a a deep breath, focus on what you can do and just do the best you can. One of my favorite quotes I heard in an interview was from Kobe Kobe Bryant the basketball player before he passed away and he said something and it really resonated with me and he said life is a puzzle and he said your life is a puzzle and everyone has their own puzzle to solve and it hit me my puzzle I'm in Japan my friends that I grew up with they have a different puzzle they're solving a different puzzle than I am and for me that's what my happiness really is, is being in Japan in a nice place, in a nice environment, and trying to solve my puzzle with my partner. There you go. <laughs> Close
0: yes, I think like, uh, you know, I can live anywhere, any countries. I'm the person who can survive anywhere uh, but this is my country, right? And I met husband in here and uh, the great thing is we have lots of uh, great friends and um, you know i just as he said like uh, we should enjoy the life you know and uh, one thing that i can say it's related to my job but like uh, if you live in a new york city even super duper old building it's expensive but uh, here tokyo is an expensive city but like if you choose the old building you can live you know reasonable way too and the plus, like if you drive one hour out of Tokyo, there is a Chiba prefecture, for example, and you can buy a really reasonable house in there and can enjoy the ocean. So I think this is a great thing about living in Tokyo and near Tokyo. So we want to enjoy like, uh, the, the work hard and uh, enjoy our private time too.
1: I like that. You can not say it any better. Because I'm, I'm looking at properties now, as a matter of fact, too. Mm. Chiba, particularly. Mm.
0: That you should ask me. I will. <laughs> I will. I will.
1: I want to thank both of you for being on. Thank you so much. Thank
0: you so Lizzie. much.
1: Thank oh, thank you, Liz. Appreciate it. Thank you so, thank much, you, I thank you so much. I want to thank all of you for watching this podcast. Make sure you press like and subscribe. And remember, it's all unknown, so continue to reach for the stars because you're too blessed to be stressed.